Hey, welcome everybody to the TAC Rag. I am Kevin Nelson, and it is my honor to get to introduce you to Miss Wendy Crawl. She is the CEO and founder of Essential HR. Wendy, welcome to the TAC Rag. I am so excited to be here, Kevin. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, I got your name from uh, Kristen Felder at Collision Hub, and she goes, you got to talk to Wendy because she's doing something that not many people are doing in the collision industry world, and that is supporting our customers with those things that they don't know that they don't know, right? That's correct. And I actually was referred to Kristen and Collision Hub by a um, body shop owner that has two body shops that's very connected with Collision Hub, um, as well as uh, Rachel James, who is a financial advisor that really I think that you'll be speaking with her as well. And she really uh, helps collision body shop owners with their finances and planning for succession planning. So super excited to be a part of the Collision Hub family. That's fantastic. So Wendy, in your role, what what is the typical size of a collision center that you're working with? So a typical size is about... 25 employees, but most of the clients that we work with auto body shops have several um, shop centers. So it may be that they have, you know, 10 at one shop, 15 at another shop, if they have two shops. Um, we do have one client that has six centers that we are working with right now on an employee engagement survey, and they have a total of 75 employees. So it really varies on oh. the where the shop is located. You know, I'm in Southern California, so they're pretty busy down here and they're, Absolutely. they're larger shops. Absolutely. So when you, when you go in, is it, is it a, are you going in and really consulting at first to see what they have or do most of your clients contact you with a specific need that they have? You know, most clients are referred to us by other auto body shop owners who have found value in what we do. And we typically will speak and consult with our, a new prospect that's looking to partner with us in doing what we call a needs analysis or an HR audit. So looking under the hood, really, about what they have, what where the gaps are, and we look at it from two angles. One is from a compliance angle, where they have liability and gaps in their HR uh, policies and compliance. And then from an employee engagement perspective as well, because we found that happy employees don't sue their uh, employer, but more importantly is that employee engagement is the number one factor in retaining um, employees. And as you know, uh, anybody uh, knows, uh, recruiting, hiring, and retaining A players in this field industry is extremely difficult and one of the biggest challenges that the shop owners have. Now, have you worked with shop owners too on their actual compensation package and their pay plans? Uh, that is probably the biggest area of pain and challenge for the auto body shop owners. So yes, we have expertise, plus we have attorneys that we have for wage and hour um, areas. In California, you got to have a sign off by an employment law attorney, but we work very closely with them and we're very knowledgeable about the, the different pay um, commissions, incentive programs that the shops have to put in place to, in order to be competitive and to keep employees. Um, so we do get creative. We also uh, have auto body shops that are really willing to share that information with each other. 
So once they've gotten the sign off the, the gold star from our employment law attorneys, we're actually able to a lot of time get them to share so that we don't have to reproduce from, from um, point B, you know, where we can get them gotcha. to point B really quickly. Are you seeing, are, are, is there a trend in the collision industry as far as compensation packages? Is there something other than physical pay that, that seems to be a trigger for uh, a technicians that, that is important to them? You know, the culture is really important. We're finding, even here we have, I have a shop that only um, works on Tesla and there's a huge Tesla um, population. Yeah. Population. Well, I'm not population, but I'm actually Tesla owned a shop where they are actually be able to, I want to use the word poach because that is a big part of uh, getting employees. Um, it's the poaching game I found. Um, but they have been able to attract really um, great people from Tesla because the culture at Tesla is not what they're looking for. So culture is really a big piece, the way they're treated, uh, the way that they are engaged by their employer besides compensation. Perfect. Now, in engagement, uh, I'm very bad at it. I've got four guys that report directly to me and and I was at a heavy duty forum meeting a couple of weeks ago and they had a, a HR type person speaking there. And he was talking about the importance of, of uh, uh, reviews and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, set a schedule, hold the schedule, hold yourself to the schedule, make sure that you're communicating what they're doing well and what they're doing wrong. And don't be, don't be bashful about either. Do you see that the same way? I absolutely see that the same way. And you, you'll hear a lot of professionals say it's the, that employees don't want to have reviews. They do not look forward to it. The opposite is what is true. And you will see that in all the research. The current employment population is looking to be developed professionally and personally, and they want feedback to, lo- to learn and grow. So all the things that you just said are things that we teach and practice and help our clients to practice as well. Now, when it is there, is there a, a correct way in the world of HR that you should track and monitor training of employees? Because as you said, it's it's critically important to the, the technician themselves to know that the, the company cares enough about them that they're investing in them continually. Is there a, is there a right way or a wrong way to do that? Well, I would suggest that we spend time with the employees on a regular, consistent basis. It's not just a one and done once a year as far as reviews are done. I also recommend when you are going through the review process that you're putting together a development plan for the employee. And the development plan has measures on it, right? So you can tell what the employee is working on, what they're improving on how they are um, meeting the goals that they set at the end of the year. So a development plan is super helpful and it does show what investment the company is willing to to make in them because you're coming up with, okay, the employee wants to learn how to do this one thing. How are they going to do that? Is the company have to invest in that? Having a budget is super helpful as well. Gotcha. Now, along with that budget is... My daughter-in-law works for Epic Games, and they work four tens. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that in the collision world as well, where you're they've got a three day weekend every week, or is it is it still? I mean, we've got to be pretty customer 
focused as well, because when are the customers avail, you know, make themselves available to the customers. But what are you seeing in the collision world out in California? Okay. So specifically, I have not seen that occur yet. Um, I know, you know, Kristen says we are, when she speaks and I agree with this, uh, auto body shop owners are not in the, the auto business. They're in the people business. So you do have to be available for your clients and your customers that are coming in. However, and this is something that we are trying to educate auto body shop owners, as well as all industries. The research says that current employees want flexibility more than anything else as part of their compensation. Uh, As you know, the remote work is huge. We can't have remote work, but we can have an alternative work week schedule. My thought, and I I talk my my walk, my talk is that um, we are on a four week schedule here at Essential HR. Because I feel and I know based on the research, if my employees take care of themselves first and their families first, they're going to do a much better job and have more passion and everything that you want them to have in order to take care of the customer when they're actually there. And their performance is higher, their productivity is higher, all the research shows that. So uh, it's a part of an education process. I have not seen it implemented in very many shops. I think your bigger shops that are owned by, you know, your uh, dealerships and so forth, a lot of them are doing it, but not in the smaller shops yet, because it requires, to them, it requires more staffing. Um, and that could be the case, but it could be well worth it. Gotcha. If they crunch the number. There's so many soft costs we forget to include, like with turnover, right? And and with this type of mental health in the workplace, there's so much soft costs that employers don't look at that we're trying to educate them on. I got you. Now you were just you were just talking about the need for uh, more than annual reviews, but on a communication on a regular basis. Uh, what I my 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 next question goes to how are we how should a shop be addressing how do i word this the right way um giving the customer or giving the employee a complete view of what their compensation is you know so i, I for years here in in before when we were carquest we got a paycheck every week mm-hmm. that was good right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was so much more that was added to it. The amount that the that the company was paying in our insurance, the life insurance that they paid for for us and for our our family, the the uh, vacation that we got, the four hundred one k match, the all of these other things that b- build into it. Is that something that you're seeing that collision centers are doing? Is to giving them a, a full compensation package, uh, annual review anyway of what they're making. I would love to see that. I see that in other industries and we do provide that service. We call it a total comp benefit statement. And it's done typically at the beginning of the year, showing the full compensation for the previous year. And it is really eye-opening for the employees. Definitely an engagement um, tool. So that is something I would love to see. I Smaller shops, again, don't make the investment. Again, it's an education piece to show them how much it helps with retention. Oh, absolutely. You're bringing up some really great tools, Kevin, that um, I hope auto body shops may be hearing for the first time here that is something they should investigate. Absolutely. Now, 
do your do your customers or do you see collision center owners having a complete HR manual or job description specific to job titles? Are you seeing though that in your in in your work? We do a lot. Pretty much every shop that comes to us does not have a solid employee handbook. And we always say that's your first line of defense. So we are, we write those specifically for auto body shops because there are specific policies that we include. So we have a separate template that we work with. Job descriptions also are something that we typically do not see well done in auto body shops. Um, so we do help them with that. And, it, you know, our recommendation is you need that from pre-hire all the way down to termination and separation. A job description can be used in every area of how you manage employees. So again, that's an education process. Um, I would say that when we have an auto body shop owner come to us, they are very much interested in how we can help them become a more professional um, organization run smoother, engage employees. So um, like I said, we have a six um, center client right now that's doing an employee engagement survey. And what they're doing, the employee sur engagement survey is for twofold to make sure that their leaders are doing a good job because the number one reason why employees leave is their uh, relationship with their manager. So if there's a manager that we need to help coach and counsel, get a 360 on them, get them a development plan and get them to engage their employees, um, that's the plan. Um, so again, that's another tool we're seeing and able to help employers with. And then that gives us so much information about what these employees want, right? Sure. So wh where are we getting, how are we going to get the most um, retention, the most engagement, employees that are passionate about what they do, and um, passionate about being part of the mission and vision of that leadership team at each of the, the shops they work for. Well, that leads probably to what would, I, I don't want to keep you all afternoon, but should a shop have a succession plan for each one of their, of the positions within their shop, right? I mean, I know some technicians, oh, they're, they're a technician. That's what they always want to be. But I guess through the review process, they would know, I don't want to always be pulling the trigger on the paint gun. I want to be managing the paint department. I don't always want to be managing the paint department. I want to be managing a shop. Is that, it, I see some some sh conversations I've had with shop owners. Well, yeah, but if I do that, then they'll leave and go open their own shop. Is that, it, is, that is a big fear of a lot of shop owners, I have to say. But the payoff for developing your current employees and investing in them proves to be really, I mean, if we did the research on it, it would prove that they're more invested in staying. Um, and working out of a place of fear, I always say it's not going to get you anywhere, right? If you're giving benevolently to your employees and helping them become the best versions of themselves, you can't stop A players from leaving. It's what they do, right? So if you invest in an A player and they decide to go out and get their do their own shop. You can't stop that because that just happens. Um, but they, a lot of them choose not to do that. A lot don't want the headache or the hassle of doing that. And they love continuing to work for an employer that is investing in them as the, and that they're engaged with. And they're getting that leadership without having to have all the headaches of being a business owner. 
do you see many shop owners that have any type of a of an employee ownership program? Yes, we do. We have a lot of shops that are actually incentivizing and as they grow, that's when they are giving employees um, participation in owning um, equity and the piece. I just the- think that would be a tremendous uh, retention tool is to say, you know, you know, I own stock in this company. Do mm-hmm. I own all the stock in this company? No. But when I call on a customer, I always talk about it being my company, right? And it's just 100- huge. A hundred percent. And as a uh, employer myself, I, I do that with my employees and it ch- it's a game changer. It is absolutely a game changer. As a business owner, we always say we want them to act like it's their their business, but they don't until you give them a piece for a reason and a reason for them to feel that way. Well, and, and you just said something, you're not giving it. They're earning the right to have that ownership. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, well, Wendy, I, what did I forget to ask you? There's something HR wise I forgot to ask you because I'm an HR nightmare. That's what I've been told, but yeah, hardly. I, I don't see that at all, Kevin. Um, what I would say, I just got back from um, speaking at a, a with a group of 75 shop owners that Kristen invited me out to Fort Worth, and we spent a lot of time talking about uh, how to uh, get employees. Right. So we talked a lot about um, hiring, the hiring process, uh, negotiating your rate of pay, negotiating the the, um, employment contracts, employee agreements, um, and to make that a conversation instead of dictating. Um, So, again, you're starting with engagement at the very beginning. Um, You're making sure that you have a development plan for that employee to increase retention and um, so it's really about hiring the right people, getting A players on the bus. Uh, we brainstormed about how to get employees. And, um, you know, I heard a lot that the the tech schools aren't putting out a lot of great people, but I'm like, that's why you have secession planning and you develop people, right? Train, train internally, yes. Train Did you, was there much conversation about uh, going outside the country? There was no conversation about doing that. No. I mean, there's a lot of people that would like to move to do, to America, right? That are technicians. There are a lot, other, but there's a lot of um, hoops that we have. There's a lot, a lot of hoops, hoops you got to yeah. jump. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's expensive. So it's expensive when you're sponsoring someone. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through in order to get people to come here. So I'm not seeing that that's a huge trend yet. It may have to become that because there is such a shortage. I know that um, WIN is an area where uh, women are getting trained in the industry because if we don't go to women, then (laughs) we're not going to have an industry. So again, getting really uh, creative about where you're going out and finding people and how you're doing, you have to do different. You have to do different than what's been done in the past. It's, It's not the same industry as it was previously. I you know I came from working as a claims adjuster at State Farm Insurance um, back when Kristen, Kristen Fetter was also there. And it was such a different world. That was, you know, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different world now. You have to do it differently. Absolutely. Wendy, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to be with us. And I, I, I'll think of something else and I'll have you back on 
one of these days, but thank you, you know, for being on here. I could talk all day about it. I, I love this. I love working with auto body shop owners. I can't tell you enough about how they really want to become great leaders and are open to coaching and counseling, are open to how to become the best versions of themselves and get their shop to the next level. So thank you for having me. I how, would how, how does everybody get in touch with you? What's your, what is it a website that they can go to? To uh, uh, reach there out is to you. A web, there is a website. It's um, essentialhr.org. Um, my email address is wkroll at essentialhr.org or hr at essentialhr.org will get you right to our information. Or reach out to Kristen at Collision Hub. She is a great way. She She's a great connector. So if you absolutely and Larry, Larry as well. So if you know either of them, they'd ha be happily uh, connect us. Thank you so much, Wendy. Well, thank you.